Welcome to Glory to Glory, the radio teaching ministry of Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. Join us now in our study as we open the Word together. Okay, I'm going to trust you. And for all of us that have accepted Christ, that's what we had to do. We had to say, okay, I'm going to trust you. Uh, I'll give you my life. That's all I have, but it's yours. What are we told in John 1? As many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God. Receive him. If you haven't received him, receive him today. Because if you don't, according to the text that we're looking at, which is true, you're going to be before this judgment seat, this white throne judgment, and it's not a good thing. You don't want to be standing there. We're told in Matthew 7, Jesus speaking, saying, says, enter by the what gate? narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to what? Destruction. And there are how many that find it? Many who go in by it. Many are on this road to destruction because narrow is the gate and difficult is the way. Yes, when you give your life to Christ, it's not, there will be difficulty. It won't be, we're not of this world. We're different from the people of the world. You will be persecuted. You'll be yelled at. You'll be called whatever names that they want to call you. Narrow is that way. Difficult is the way. But what does it lead to? Which leads to what? Life, eternal life. And there are how many who find it? Few. That's pretty sobering, isn't it? Few who find it. Look back again at verse 11, as it talks about, and I saw John the Apostle says, a great white throne and him who sat on it. When we think of a throne, we think of authority, we think of power, we we think of rulership, we think of royalty, respect, honor, all these things, and, and it's a place where a king sits. White speaks of purity and holiness, and and that's who sits on this throne. It's Jesus Christ. He's holy. He's pure. He never sinned. He's sinless, and he's the one that will judge everything. There's no greater power. There's no greater authority. There's no greater rule. The one that sits on this throne is the one that's over everything. And you might say, well, pastor, how do you know for sure that's Jesus sitting on the throne? You asked that, right, or no? Did you? (laughs) Okay, you know. Well, good question. Because Jesus said in John 5, for the Father judge how many people? No one. But has committed all, what? Judgment to who? To the Son. That all should honor the Son just as they honor the Father. He who does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who, what? Sent him, Jesus Christ, into the world to save mankind. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who hears my word, notice not my words, this is the the Bible, the scriptures. He who hears my word, the word of God, this is Jesus speaking, and believes in him, the Father, who sent me, has what? Everlasting life, eternal life. And this is the great part. This shows us in this, not only that it's Jesus Christ that's doing the judgment, but it also shows us that we can escape this judgment because right here, what does it say? It says, and shall not come into what? Judgment. If we believe in him and his word and the one who sent him, we shall not come into judgment but have passed from death to what? Into life, eternal life. God does not want anybody to stand in this white throne judgment. I pray you understand this. It's only through Jesus Christ can you escape it. God so loved the world he gave his son. You either flee from him and say, reject him. I want nothing to do with him. I was told that he doesn't have a son. Well, 
you were lied to. God made one way of salvation for all mankind, and it's through his son, Jesus Christ. And you might say, well, wow, that's, you know, that's narrow. Yeah, it's, we just read that. It is narrow. But it's very specific. God knows where he lives, and he knows how everybody can get there. It's through his son, Jesus. Well, I don't believe it. Well, then you're going to experience eternal torment for all eternity. Well, that's not fair. Why is it not fair? He's giving you a way out. Well, I was told different. Well, who told you? And you do, do you bear witness that that is really true and loving and kind and, and powerful? No, it's not. It's empty, it's evil, it's demonic. We've been looking at these last few weeks at Bible prophecy updates. We're looking at are we seeing signs of the return of Jesus Christ back to the earth? We looked at different things. We Remember we looked at last week, we looked at lawlessness, and we said, well, do we see lawlessness? Remember, and last week we looked at how the IRS uh, gives a, a provision where you can show other income. If you steal something, you can, they want you to write it off, and they want you to show it as other income. And remember I told you that even to, uh, a tax, uh, rep, the, 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 someone that works for the IRS sent me a message and said, no, it's true, it's, yeah. and you can embezzle and all that, and we want you to show that on your taxes too. That's lawlessness. That's a sign of his second coming. But do we see other things? Well, I tell you, when we, we hear about, when you hear about Russia in the news when it regards war, when you hear about Iran in the news regarding war, and you hear about Israel in the news regarding war, pay attention. Why? They are the last three players, and Turkey also. They're all in end-time Bible prophecy. Guess what? We're not. United States, as you know, we're not in Bible prophecy. So, Interesting. Top Iranian, Iranian general says they want revenge for Soleimani. Death to happen within the U.S. No one will forget what we do. So, so this threat, this is Persia, known in scripture, Persia, Iran, modern-day Iran. They will be standing. Guess what? We're not. You might say, well, we're the United States. We're the superpower. Really? You do realize we're no longer a superpower, Right? And then in this article, it goes on to say, which this is the heart of uh, the government in Iran, it says, we will, so not only the United States, but they say, we will not back off from the annihilation of Israel, even one millimeter, this general has said. And then it goes on to say that the Iranian armed forces told the Iranian uh, student news agency, we want to destroy Zionism in the what? In the world. That's what the Bible tells us. We know that they're going to be in the last days. We know Ezekiel 38 and 39, when Israel becomes a nation against all odds, which they are, that tells us who's going to come down and attack them. It's going to be Russia. It'll be Persia or Iran. And it'll be Turkey. They'll come down from the north and attack. But it says the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob will stand up and will destroy those armies that are trying to destroy them. How about this, guys? I can't even, because we're on live, so I can't. I got to do sign language here in a minute. This is reported. You can't make this stuff up. This is the Gateway Pundit. They vet their stuff, so I'm printing it up. This just came out yesterday, last night. But it says, a bill is filed in Washington that would authorize a strike force to involuntarily detain those families. Did you see that? It's a bill that they want to put through. So as Washington state legislation is slated to vote on a measure that would authorize the involuntary detainment of residents as young as five years old in these camps, they call them the concentration camps, for failing to comply with the state's da-da-da-da-da. You read it, please. Back in our text. 
And I saw the dead, small and great, standing before, can we say that together? That's why the fiery preachers, they say to you, one day you will stand before God. It's true. We'll be standing before him. And books were opened. And another book was opened, which is the book of what? Life. Life. God takes good records. He's writing everything down. And the dead were judged according to their what? Works by the things that were written in the what? So there's going to be a time that there's going to be this judgment time that will take place called the white throne judgment. The ancient of days, as we'll look at Daniel chapter seven, he'll have the book of life. Anyone not found in the book of life will be judged according to their deeds. God has books in heaven. Do you realize that? There's a book of remembrance, Malachi tells us. When we talk about Jesus, like right now we're talking about Jesus, he's, it says he's hearkening, he's listening, and he's writing it down, what we're saying right now. But there's also books, listen to this. I believe, scripturally speaking, there, there's, God is recording everything that believers do and everything that unbelievers do. Check this out. For the unbeliever, the ones we're talking about here, they, they're going to be judged according to their deeds, according to their works, what they've done. Listen, So why would they do that? God already knows they're all going to go into the lake of fire. They're going to be destroyed. Eternal punishment for all eternity. Well, why do we even have to look at books? Well, scripturally speaking, uh, what they did here, how evil they were, how bad they were, will will, will determine what degree of punishment they'll receive for all eternity. That's scriptural. Well, how about the unbelievers? Check this out, guys. It's called the Bema Seat for the, the, for the believers, for us in Christ, right? It's called the Bema Seat Judgment. We will stand before Christ. We will stand before him. But it's a different judgment. Bema Seat is like the Olympics. So what we do for Christ, what we do here uh, uh, for his namesake, will be rewarded for those things. That's scriptural. So for us, it'll be a rewards ceremony. You gave a glass of water to someone in the name of Jesus, great is your reward. In other words, you're just a witness. Hey, you know what? I'm giving you this. It's my last bottle of Perrier water, and I know you're thirsty. I really want it, but Jesus loves you. Here, take it. Yeah, I haven't had a water in three days, but it's yours, or whatever it is. It's great. It's your reward. But guys, listen to this, how awesome this is. So there's books, okay? And I was thinking through this in the first service. So there's most likely, again, this is my opinion. If you're new here, Bible, truth, Count on it. Rely on what he says. My opinion, right here. So there's these books. Most likely, because of this text and other ones that we'll show you. So there's books. There's probably a book with your name on it in heaven. And it most likely, speculation, I'm just guessing. This probably makes sense to me, though. So your name, day you were born, the day you went into heaven, and it tells everything that you did. If you're like me, I would be like, please don't put that one in the book. Please don't put it. <laughs> And if you're like me, I don't know if we're going to get to do this at all. This is me. Come on, follow me with speculation. I'm just speculating. But I'd be like opening up the book like, what year was that? Let's see. <laughs> right? But guess what? The Bible says as far as the east is from the west is how far he removes our transgressions from us. It almost sounds too good to be true, but according to the Bible, those things that we did and we confessed it before Christ and we repented of it and gave it to the Lord, it's blotted out. It's removed. He says, your sins and your iniquities, I will remember how long? No more. 
So if he's going to remember it no more, in other words, you're forgiven. If you confess your sin, he's faithful and just. He forgives us our sin. He cleanses us and washes us from all unrighteousness. That means if he remembers it no more, he's not going to record it. Can I get an amen for that? So in our book, I believe, scripturally speaking, in our book, it's going to be all the good that we've done, all the things that we did, but it'll show the motives why we did it. So most likely, scripturally speaking, okay, okay, all right, Wow, he, he did this and did that. He fed, he fed a thousand people one day and he was just there. And then it says, but he did it because he wanted to be seen by men. No reward. And again, he gave a cup of water to a young child in the name of Jesus. Cha-ching, big reward. Why? Because he didn't do it for man. To be seen by men. The Bible talks about that. He did it because we love God. He's, we do things that are motivated by the love of Christ because our life is saved and, and we're not doing it to please man. Are you following me? Interesting passage here. Remember in John 6 when multitudes were following Jesus. And it tells us that multitudes, many of them were following him because he was feeding them. They were following him because they knew they could get a good meal. They were in a, it wasn't spiritual for them. It was physical. They were just there because, hey, this one, you know, you follow him. He'll, he'll make sure he feeds you. He'll take care of you. Social gospels going on. They thought, you know, that's no, it's not what's going on. And they asked Jesus, and I'll put this up on the screen. And they said to him, those who were following him for the wrong reasons, they asked him, what shall we do that we may work the works of God? So like, hey, you're feeding us. We love this. We want to do something for you. And Jesus answered and said to them, this is the work, not works, singular. Don't miss that. This is the work. You want to do a bunch of physical stuff. You want to work for me, but this is the work of God that you believe in him whom he, what? Believe in Jesus. That's the real work. That's where it all starts. We're not saved by our good works, but we are saved for good works. It starts with believing him. That's the work. That's where it starts. Daniel prophesied about this day of wrath, this day of judgment, the white throne judgment. And he says, I watched till thrones were put in place. Notice thrones. Did you notice that? Not throne. This is talking about the white throne judgment. There's other thrones that are there. I believe this is the church that will be on thrones. We'll be kings and priests. We'll be on thrones. We'll be there, but we won't be the ones being judged. We'll be in thrones, on thrones. They're put in place, and the Ancient of Days was seated. Don't you love the name? The Ancient of Days. Jesus. He was seated. His garment was white as what? Snow. His hair was, his head was like pure Whoa, his throne was a fiery flame, its wheels a burning fire, the lake of fire. Don't forget, this is, this is the white throne judgment with the lake of fire. People get cast in the lake of fire. A fiery stream issued and came forth before him. I believe that's talking about the lake of fire. A thousand thousands ministered to him. Ten thousand times ten thousand stood before him. And the court was seated. And the books were what? Books were open. This is kind of crazy. When I was a baby Christian years ago, when I accepted Christ, before I read the book of Revelation, before I read the book of Daniel, never read all this stuff, but I literally, I, I had a dream. In my dream, I was in a, in a room filled with seats and desks, and all of us had books in front of us, and the books were closed, and a man came into the room, and this man had white bright white hair, bright white garments on. And I knew instantly in my dreams, like, that's Jesus. And then he had a book in his hand, I believe. And he said, open your books. 
opened the books. And I woke up and I was like, what was that? And then I read all these scriptures. I'm like, wow. But then I started getting beat up. Like, am I going to be going through the white throne judgment? And this one helped me out tremendously. I watched till thrones were put in place. <laughs> so just interesting. Let's go back. The sea gave up the dead that were in it. Death and Hades delivered up the dead that were in them, and they were judged, each one according to his, can we say it one more time? His works. The sea gave up the dead, I, I believe, uh, possibly those that, that were buried at sea if they weren't a believer. Interesting, I'm in Acts chapter 24. In Acts chapter 24, Paul the Apostle stood before the governor Felix, and he was talking about what he believed, and he told him that, that the part of what he believed was that the, there is a resurrection of the just and the unjust. So with that passage in, in Acts chapter 24, I believe at the white throne judgment, it's not just going to be their soul and spirit, but somehow the elements of their bodies that were left behind will be brought up with them, and then they will all, they'll be cast into the lake of fire with that. That's what personally what I believe. Death in Hades delivered up their dead. I want to make this clear because I think there's some confusion with people. Where does a person go with, if they don't believe in, in, in Christ, if they reject Christ? And there's three different places I believe the Bible talks about. The very first place in Hebrew is called Sheol. It's in the Old Testament. It's the, it's the place where the body goes. It's the grave. So there's the first place. The other place, uh, as we just looked at, it's called Hades. Hades is a temporary place. It's a holding place. It's hell, okay? So don't underestimate. But it's a temporary hell. It's a, a place of torment. It is called hell. It's also known in Scripture as the bottomless pit, the abyss, and so there's this other place. It's a temporal place that's there, held there until their sentence comes at the white throat judgment. So they're there being held in torment. So it is a place of torment. Remember uh, in Luke 16, we're told about the beggar and, uh, who was a believer. He was carried by the angels. Uh, he was, it says the rich man also died. He was not a believer. He was buried and being what? Tormented in where? Hades. So we don't have time to go through this, but... As you can see, he was tormented. He asked for Lazarus to be brought, dip his t the tip of his finger in water on his tongue. Why? Because he was tormented in flames. So this is a real place. It's called Hades. And then there's the lake of fire. The lake of fire is also known as hell or Gehenna. It's a place of eternal torment. So I just wanted to point that out. But back in, in verse 13, they were judged according to each one according to his works. As I think of this, I want to use this to say, don't you love when, when God is at work, though, in us and through us? You see his hand at work. I call it God stories. Just recently, someone from our church sent us an email, Mike and Cindy, and they own two tile stores. And so they sent an email, says, hi, this is you know, Mike and Cindy. We want to introduce ourselves. We've been going to your church. We own two tile stores. We just want to let you know if you need any tile, we'd like to help out any way we can, da-da-da-da. And we're like, okay, we... We got this, I got it in late afternoon or nighttime. I says, well, okay, Brenda, can you respond and tell them, uh, we've already picked out all our tile. It's already taken care of. It's done. But thank you. Tell them thank you. Maybe when we do the bigger build out, we'll, uh, we'll, you know, we'll like to talk with you. And thank you so much. The next day, don't miss this. The next day, I go to the new building. I see the contractors. They said, uh, Pastor, we need to tell you something. I go, what? They said, the tile that you ordered? Yeah. None of it's in stock. I go, what do you mean, none in stock? We ordered it like a long time ago. 
oh, yeah, we went to pick it up. We thought it'd be in stock, and it's not in stock. I says, well, what about which tile? They go, all the tiles. None of, nothing's in stock. I go, when can we get it? Listen, when can we get it? They don't know. So we pulled up the email. Mike and Cindy, where are you guys? <laughs> and we walk in their store, got to officially meet them, just a great couple, and met Paul. He was actually at our first service. Uh, invited him to church. He was here at our first service. But uh, so we said, well, what do you guys need? And we showed him, this is what we ordered, this and that. You know, we like to get as close as or similar to this. And to make a long story short, um, they needed it soon because the installers were, we were scheduled to have them, you know, tile layers to put it in. They had it there within like days, on time, delivered. And they said, we won't take a penny for it. We want to donate this to the church. So if you're looking for stone or ceramic surfaces, called Stone and Ceramic Surfaces in Huntington Beach, highly recommend them. But my point is not that. My point is when you see God at work, and I can go on and on. Believe me, I'm going to share a lot more stories of things that are going on. But God has opened the door for us to move, and we're seeing God at work. It's not so much what we do for him. It's what Christ did for us already. And as we submit our life to him, we see him working in our midst. Amen? Amen. I'm looking at the time, so we're going to try to land this plane real soon. In death in Hades, cast in the lake of fire. This is the, can we say that? Second death. If you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you will not experience the second death. The second death is, is uh, permanent separation from God for all eternity. If you've accepted Christ, you don't have to worry about that. Anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Guys, this is real, and this is scary. If you are not written, if your name is not in the book of life, you'll experience the lake of fire. That's just the truth of God's word. We need to tell people about Jesus, amen? Charles Finney's grandson said, there can be no higher enjoyment found in this world that is found in pulling souls out of the fire and bringing them to Christ, amen? People need to hear the truth. But again, Anyone not found written in the book of life will be cast into the lake of fire. That's God's word. That's very sobering, isn't it? And you might say, well, that's mean, that's cruel. No, no, again, it's very loving. All we need to do is share the truth about Christ with people, and God doesn't want anyone to perish. Remember at our wedding, I told you a while back, it, we, my wife and I were married in 2000 at Calvary Costa Mesa. Uh, Pastor Chuck Smith married us, walked my wife down the aisle. It was a... It was a huge blessing. I had to ask for her hand in marriage through Pastor Chuck. I mean, imagine. That's a whole other story. We won't get into all that. I still sweat when I think about it, but no. <laughs> but at our, our wedding ceremony, we had, there was a person I, I met here locally in Southern California. I'm from Michigan. And I asked him to, if he could usher and help us out, and he was an usher. Well, he forgot to or did not take the time to RSVP, right? To go to the to the reception. He went to the front door. There was a book there. His name was not in the book. They would not let him in. He did not go in. They said, I'm sorry, sir. Your name's not in the book. He's like, well, I, I ushered. I was, a, I know him. I'm a friend. And he says, sorry, sir. Your name's not in the book. He never got in. You know, there's going to be a time when they're going to come to Jesus and say, haven't we done all these great things in your name? And he's going to say to them, depart from me. I never knew you. It's not about what we do for him. It's what Christ did for us. My question is, is your name in the book of life? Only you 
Know that. And you can only have your name in the book of life if you accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior and you've admitted that you're a sinner. So as we close, the judgment to come, it's coming, but you can escape it. It's the final act, but you don't have to be the one standing before the white throne judgment. You can be the ones that are sitting there with Christ, ruling and reigning with him forever and ever and ever and ever. Do it today. Don't wait another day. Hi, this is Pastor Joe, and I'd like to take a moment to personally invite you to one of our three services here at Calvary Chapel of the Harbor in Huntington Beach. Our service times are 9 a.m., 10.45 a.m., and 12.30 p.m. Please come and say hi after the service. I would love to meet you. For more information, check out our website at ccoth.com. That's ccoth.com. God bless you. You've been listening to Glory to Glory with Pastor Joe Pettit and outreach of Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. If you would like to enter into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, call now at 714-788-8221. That's 714-788-8221. Our new location is at 4121 Warner Avenue in Huntington Beach at the beautiful Huntington Harbor Marina. Now, may we continue to go to His throne of mercy as he changes us from glory to glory.